Hi everyone, uh, it's Carlos Alami. I'm the President and CEO of College Avenue Ideas Forever and we welcome everyone from the U.S. and the world here in NAFSA, Washington, D.C. Everyone is here. This is really an incredible event because you see um, all kinds of people, all kinds of nationalities um, promoting education, which is great. It's not just uh, the U.S., but everyone here is promoting their best, their best universities, their best academics, their best programs. So it's really a privilege for me to be here. This is my first time here in NAFSA, but I met someone who's really special. She is a professor. Uh, her name is Heidi Weiss-Groom. And she's the director of International Student Services at La Sierra University in Riverside, California. So, Heidi, I want to welcome you to the College Avenue podcast. Thank you for the invitation, Carlos. Um, you're here uh, because you're promoting La Sierra. Basically, you're promoting the... the yes, and just international education as a whole. Mm. Yes, and international education as a whole. But you've been, in, you've been doing this for, for a long time. Yes, um, Carlos, I've been in international education for 14 years now. And how long have you been in education overall? I've been in education for just a little over 25 years. Um, both as uh, a teacher in several different countries, student in several different countries, and now located in California, um, working directly with students from all over the world, over 40 countries. So how did you get into education? I fell into education, just like all educators. Um, I originally started out thinking I was going to go change the world and be a doctor and um, life takes you in a different direction. I felt a calling from my mother's side of the family to study abroad. I was passionate about learning the language Spanish. I had grown up with a mother that spoke Spanish. I didn't speak Spanish. I did not live in an area where Spanish was a language spoken commonly. And I felt the need to understand family members, um, and so I decided in college I was going to take that leap, and my second year of college, I, I did it. I signed up to go to Spain and study for one year. Now, granted, I was denied entry to the university because my Spanish grades were not that great, but I persisted. And I applied again, and I actually got in, and I ended up going to Spain my second year of university and had that experience right outside of Valencia, and I loved it. I had a wonderful experience in exchange program um, where I actually learned Spanish and was able to travel, meet people from all over, and an amazing experience. Terrific. So you made the big jump from the U.S. to Spain, and you took a leap 
of faith and uh, everything's worked out then. From there on, you just integrated yourself more into education than, than anything else in life. So then you, well, you travel to other countries. So, um, as with many students who go abroad, you often meet other people. In this case, I actually met my now current husband and I fell in love. And I want you to know that I went with two other students from my university. And one of the other students also fell in love with the Spaniard and married him. So two out of three. So sometimes that significant other is also met in an international trip. So if that's an incentive for you, definitely do that. So I ended up meeting um, a lovely man who was from Argentina. And I decided to go visit him in Argentina. And he said, why don't you stay and go to school? And I said, well, that sounds like a great idea. So I ended up staying in Argentina five years. And I finished two degrees there, a public translation degree and a teaching uh, degree as well. And so I had the, the opportunity of spending five years in Argentina and understanding and embracing that culture and that academic system as well. So Argentina basically enhanced your learning of Spanish. Yes. And you practice that every day. <laughs> I mean, every day, basically, because you got married to an Argentinian, but also because you live there. You know, so that was, uh, that was really a big plus, plus, plus. Yes. You know, for uh, for you and you getting a couple of degrees in in Argentina, and so what happened after Argentina? Well, I'm going to back up two steps. First off, in Argentina, as with uh, many things, you kind of fall into different roles, and I ended up starting to teach in Argentina, and that's kind of where the love of teaching came from. Uh, first, it was like, Heidi, I really want to learn English. Can you, like, be my conversation partner? And then it came down to, Heidi, can, can you, like, teach a class? And pretty soon it was, Heidi, will you teach in the American Institute? And Heidi, and I just fell in love with education through actually being in college. My last two years of college, I was teaching more than part-time. Um, in an American English Institute. Terrific. So they just went on and grew and grew and grew. And, you know, you expanded your educational services and, and your knowledge. And mm -hmm. this is great. So how did you come back? How did you end up at um, La Sierra College in Riverside? So I ended up at La Sierra University, kind of. Um, Long story short, I came back pregnant with our first child, my husband and I. And when we came back to the U.S., my husband from Argentina did not speak any English. I'm a terrible English teacher because I never taught my husband English. But when we met, I didn't speak Spanish. So Spanish was our language. It was our language in the family right. and so it was really hard to switch after six years of speaking Spanish um, back to English and so I failed as a teacher um, so I actually brought him to the US and he had to take ESL classes at a community college because I didn't <laughs> didn't teach him English as a spouse 
But um, from there on, he continued to improve his English. Um, we eventually got credentialed to start teaching in the United States. Um, I was teaching, my husband was teaching. He's a, a PE teacher, a physical education teacher. And he worked his way up the scales from coaching. And then he went on to start teaching. And then he went on to be a PE teacher and then a athletic director at high school. And then eventually athletic director at the university level. My journey was similar. I taught high school in uh, Washington State, later in Texas. And I was able to teach Spanish. I was able to take English, teach English and um, just had a great opportunity. And then following my husband, right, to California, I ended up in international education. Along the way, I picked up a master's degree in administration to be a principal of schools. And then now I am completing my PhD, my doctorate, at La Sierra University in leadership and international education. Terrific, you know, so you're really grown up. I've grown up. You've grown up in the academic and in your personal life, yeah. which is congratulations. Um, I want to ask you a question about your satisfaction since you have had so many different positions in education. What is the best position and the one that has given you more gratification as an educator? I think as an educator, one of the, the things that gives me the most joy is being able to see a student, whether it's an international student um, or a national student, just see that light bulb go off. I know it's a funny metaphor, but just to see like the eyes open and go, oh, I, I can do this. I understand this. I am able to actually take your advice and apply it. And even when I taught high school, now I look back at my previous students, I actually have a few that are Spanish teachers. I have a bunch that traveled all over the world. I took them on several trips when in high school, um, different EF tours. Um, I took them to Costa Rica, I took them to Spain. And my students had such great experiences, it just opened their eyes to the world. And that is what brings me joy. The fact that now can, I can look back at social media and see my previous students just taking that step and saying, I'm going to go visit the world. I'm going to go study abroad. I am passionate about this. Many of them are married to, um, to people from different countries. They, they have embraced this global community of we are all human beings and they they have just changed their own worlds by understanding that where they live and where they're from is not the end all be all it is just one small little piece of time in their journey and so it's so important to go abroad to study and to keep growing and that's what brings me joy and pleasure uh, i always believe that uh, traveling abroad and traveling to different countries is the best uh, PhD you can get. Absolutely. It's the best degree you can get because you're exposed to different cultures, languages, people's attitudes, norms, values, and you learn. You become a better person overall. 
And there's and as you learn from them, you know, there's less conflict in the world. You know, you you understand. So that's great. Um, so so what do you think of college students today? <laughs> college students are uh, very unique today. You guys are very unique, but you also have opportunities that did not exist 30 years ago when I started my international education journey. <clears throat> I look back at these last 30 years and I think, wow, taking that step 30 years ago, friends, there was no internet, there was no cell phones. Uh, I think to talk to my mother was probably about $5 a minute. Um, it was incredible. And you have so many more opportunities now. Um, I think of my own daughter who just finished college three years ago and the opportunities she had to also travel. And now she's actually a professional athlete playing all over the world because the two countries she most loved as an international student, she ended up playing volleyball, her sport in both of those countries, and now is actually going back to do a master's in one of those countries. Which country? She's actually going to do her master's in Spain, in Spain. How interesting. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm just letting you know the opportunities that we didn't even think about years ago. I mean, to go internationally 30 years ago was a huge deal um, for me from a very humble background. My father's a farmer, my mother's a nurse. And to come from this humble background and have a chance to go to abroad that my mother literally cried because she's an immigrant here in the U.S. and she just felt like this, you know, she was losing. Like, how could I, how could I leave when U.S. was the best country in the world to come to and why would I go some, study someplace else? And I think, she, you know, she thought she was going to lose me, which she kind of did, right? I ended up being gone for six years. But she now looks back and I look back at how it changed my life and opened my eyes to actually the amazing opportunities that are out there. And you as international or national students right now have that opportunity because the world is so much closer you can literally buy a ticket sometimes, you know, on a on a marketplace for a couple mm. hundred dollars if you're willing to go any time of year and just have that opportunity to travel. Take every chance you have to step outside of your comfort zone, even if it's just go to a different state, you know, step across to another border and then go a little bit further and step to another continent. That's, that is where you have so many opportunities and I challenge you to embrace those opportunities and not be afraid. That's great. I mean, that's a, that's a great attitude. You have to really take a leap of faith and you really have to explore. You know, you have to risk. If you don't risk anything, and then you're going to stagnate for the rest of your life. Absolutely. And by studying abroad, I think is a great first step, you know, of discovering the world and discovering other cultures and other and other languages and other norms, values. So I want to ask you: you deal with international students. Um, what is the biggest difference that you have seen? between American 
and international students? Well, I am really lucky because La Sierra University is actually ranked the most diverse uh, university on the on the West Coast. Um, so that makes us quite unique. We are a small university, but we have such a, a unique opportunity. We're actually um, a Hispanic university. We actually have more than 50% Hispanic students, um, a lot of first-generation students. Uh, it is such a multicultural campus with amazing STEM programs, which are science, technology, engineering, mathematics um, programs, and we also uh, push our science programs, and we have a beautiful school of business. So I would say the things that make La Sierra unique is the fact that we are, <laughs> and we do have such a diverse population. So it's hard for me to say there's the American students, the international students. They integrate so well together, number one. And number two, everybody brings their own unique perspective, their own ideas, their own culture, their own language. So as I walk around campus, I can sometimes hear three or four different languages being spoken just walking down the campus mall. This is great. Um, I wanted to ask you, advice you've been giving advice to a lot of people to a lot of students all over your all, all your life so now we have this student that wants to come to study at a u.s university mm -hmm. and it doesn't make any difference what country i just want to hear from you what kind of advice would you give that student in order to prepare himself or herself to attend a u.s college and and live in the u.s so the first thing I would say is do your homework. You're a student. That means find the right school. Find the area, the school that you want to go to. That means you actually have to sit down and maybe open up a website and look at the school, look at the campus, get to know it well. Get to know the programs on that campus. If you are interested in doing engineering, if you're interested in, in studying medicine, if you're interested in studying art or music, find a school that is going to meet those needs. And also read about the school. Get to know the school intimately. And I mean that as in open the program that you want to go to, the music program. Look at your professors. Look what they've accomplished. L hear the stories of the students within that program themselves. See their accomplishments. What are they doing right now? I just was reading about, you know, we're at the end of the school year right now, and one international student just was invited to write music for a very prestigious um, uh, chamber, right, for a music program. And I think, wow, my interna international students are just changing the world. They are writing music, they're producing videos, they're painting amazing, I have some amazing artists. I have students that just graduated from medical school that I had in my hands four years ago and now have just graduated from medical school. And they're going out to change the world. That is just too much. And so I would say get to know, what do you want to do, number one. Then make sure you study the school, make sure it fits your what you want to get. Do you want a small school? Do you want a big school? Do you want to be 
a big fish or a small fish in this pond, right? And I mean that. Do you want a small classroom size where you're sitting around a table and you're sharing ideas with 15 other people or you do want to be in a large classroom where there's 300 people in the, the hall and you're one of many, right? So the teacher might not know your name, might not even know your number. Um, do you want a small school? Do you want a big school? Do you want a rural school, a city school? Know what, where you're going to best fit. And I think that's really important because sometimes you look at these big, big schools of 40, 50,000 students and say, I want to go there. But you might miss out on the, the really simple and amazing connections you will make in a small school or a rural school. And so it's important to consider all of that. Don't just say, I want to hit these top 10 schools. No, I'm not saying don't go to Duke and don't go to Stanford and don't go to, you, you know, University of California or wherever. Those are great schools. But also consider what your purpose, where you want to go with this, okay? I will tell you that education in the U.S. as a whole, and I mean this as a whole, is generally amazingly done well, okay? Programs are accredited. Programs are well done. They're the curriculum is good. The teachers actually really care. So I, I will tell you that. But I would also say, do your homework. Know where you want to go and know what you want to study because it's the hardest thing is when I have an international student walk in my office and say, well, I applied to do mathematics, but I actually hate mathematics. Okay, so what do you want to do? Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. Well, let's, let's generalize. What do you enjoy doing? Well, I enjoy, I don't know, I enjoy uh, practicing yoga. Okay, well, let's talk about that. So why do you enjoy yoga? And then we kind of get them down to, I think I want to pursue exercise science. I think I would like to be an um, athletic trainer. I'm interested in maybe going into nutrition. I, and so that way we narrow it down and sometimes, but it would, it would be nice sometimes if students come with a plan that they actually um, have studied and know what they really want. Sometimes that means getting to know yourself, right? What do you want to do? I think this is really important. You really have to know where do you want to go and what do you want to do? Yeah. Okay. So my advice also for universities and colleges is you apply to 10 colleges you get accepted at five and you get scholarships in four mm. that ratio for me has worked over more than 30 years and so you have options at the end you just don't have one that accepted you and then you feel that you have to attend that school and you have to learn and you have to know before you get off that airplane in the u.s know what you want to do because this is an exploring journey but by the same token you want to be you want to know exactly what you're going to be doing in order to reach your goal so it's really really well said um so we're coming on down to the end Heidi, it's really been a pleasure first of all meeting you and second of all you know all this great conversation advice you know for all the students that uh that listen to our, you know, to our podcast. And definitely we wish you all the best, your personal life, your professional life, your teacher, everything you do. We want you 
to be the best of the best, like you are. This is Carlos Alamilla, the President and CEO of College Avenue Ideas Forever, and we wish you the best to everyone listening to this podcast, and I hope that you have learned something from Heidi, and uh, we'll be looking forward to, uh, you know, to contacting you or me, you contacting me. Uh, you can always reach me at carlos at collegeavenue.club, and you can see us at www.collegeavenue.club. Any questions you may have, please reach out, and for sure you will get an answer. Have a great day, Carlos.